Thank God that we have come into the new year, 2023. And I believe in all the words of God, God never give us a message that is discouraging. He always gives us a message of hope if we continue in His way. If we continue to follow Him, there is only good hope, good future. So that's what I believe for next year, no matter what the world may say. But in God, in Jesus, we have a bright future with Him. So this year, the vision that we get from our senior pastor is about staying focused, kingdom focused. If this is the time for us to stay focused, you know, to be focused is not an easy thing. From when we were little, we were in school, we try. What does it mean to stay focused? Sometimes it's just so hard to stay focused. Because there are many things that we can get distracted with our mind. So staying focused requires effort, requires determination, requires your, your mind and your heart to be on one thing. So when this year, we need to stay focused on what is ahead. We cannot just look around and see what's happening around, what's happening in the world. It will not bring us focus. What we need to do is we need to look beyond because his coming and his appearing is getting sooner, is getting nearer. So we need to look ahead, you know, when people are trying to find or looking through a telescope. They need to really look and then try to find the focus. Until they find the right focus, then they can see. And when they see something that is beyond their physical eyes can see, then it was like, yes, I see it. So this is the same thing with our spiritual. In order to reach our goal, we need this one thing. We need our spiritual eyes to focus until we see. What do we see? We see something that is beyond. We see like, oh, that is my home over there. Because God is preparing a house, a home for each one of us. So when we keep seeing, until we just see it clearly, then we are determined to go that way. So the purpose for the message this morning 
is to stay focused into the appearing of the kingdom of God. When God has been talking continually, you know, after Jesus was resurrected, He speaks only on one topic. He did not speak on A, B, C, D, E, F. No, just one. Kingdom of God. Because after He was resurrected, there's only one thing that is waiting for the fulfillment of time. That is, He's coming back as a King of Kings. As a judge of all the earth. So he keeps talking to them about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. You need to get this one thing. If you don't get anything else, it's okay. Just get this one thing. The kingdom of God is surely come. If we know that all the kingdoms of the earth will be gone. Will disappear. So we need to prepare our heart to receive this one kingdom. One kingdom with one king. So when it is a kingdom, it's the king that rules. It's not like what we have now, many nations. We don't see kingdom anymore, but kingdom only as a symbol. But the real kingdom is the king that has the authority and rule. Everybody else has to submit. So talking about staying focused, there is just one illustration that God is talking to me. When we were on our trip, you know, I believe some of you many times, even we have friends who keep going out of town. When you are in a trip, in the highway, and you go with your car, it's like 120, maybe some of you can go 140, 160. Let me ask you, when you hold that steering wheel and you go at the speed of more than 100, can you do anything else? Can you like looking on the passenger seat and maybe oh, eating something, you know? For me, I cannot do any of those things. The moment is like above 100, I have to focus. What is in front, what is coming, I have to keep focus. I cannot, you know, maybe uh, my husband or my kids, they will talk about something else. My mind cannot jump into the conversation just like, you know, leisurely talking, talking. I cannot. Have to focus because this is, I'm bringing this car with all these people. You know, this is a big responsibility. And there was one time we were on the highway and there was one car. It seems like this is a VIP car because this one car, very nice car, going very fast. But behind that car, there were five. Innova, Kijang. Like, they go very fast, but all the five the behind cars, you know, they can follow. They were like, like this, cutting, you know, that God is speaking to me. You know, God wants us to move in such a speed 
because in Romans 9 it says God will finish up his work and cutting it short. In other translation it says God will accelerate. You know the moment God creates the church, it was boom, one day, 3000 people. And before that, Jesus was you know his followers that were waiting in Jerusalem 120. But when the spirit moves just in one day, 3000. And God who began the church in such a way sudden God moves in suddenly and he already tells us in Romans 9 and Isaiah that he will finish up his work also quickly so in this time when we are in a time when God is finishing up his work we have to be ready to follow God's lead when God is moving so fast we have to follow also fast. Can you imagine uh, for me, the five Innovas who are following that car must be a skilled driver. Because I saw one time the, the fifth one was getting behind because of the traffic. But because of the driver, because of the skill, he was able to catch up somewhere somehow he was catching up and in order for these five to follow up the lead the leading car which is goes very fast they must focus there is no way if you want to follow and you don't focus you just like oh let's see what's happening there what is there there's no way if you want to keep following the lead, you have to see where is that car going. And you have to try. Use the right time. Use the opportunity just to keep following and not lagging behind. So that's the illustration that God is talking to us now. Because of the time, God and the Spirit of God is moving. If we do not stay focused on him and what he is doing, if we are being distracted by the news of the world that is, you know, talking according to their own ways, and we get distracted maybe by our busyness, by our schedules, by our needs our cares my family need this my family need that there are so many things problems you know challenges and all those things are trying to distract us when you get distracted and you entertain your distraction it's gonna be hard to stay focused it's gonna be hard to follow what God wants in our life so this is the message for this year we need to stay focused into what God is doing so let's read first from Hebrew 12 25 until 27 
We've read this last week, but we will go into this again. Start in verse 25. See to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if those did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape who turn away from him who warns from heaven. And his voice shook the earth then, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things that can be shaken as of created things, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Now maybe we stop here first. What happened here in Hebrew 12 is the author is comparing. You know, at that time, God came down to his people in Mount Sinai. When God came down upon the Mount Sinai, it was so terrifying because it was like all this thunder, all the black clouds coming down, the fire. So they were so afraid and they heard the voice of God, but they heard it like thunder. So they heard it sounds like thunder. You know, some thunder sounds okay, but there are, you know, one time I was sleeping and the thunder was like so big and it continued on for some minutes. And at that time in, on Mount Sinai, the voice of God shook the earth, that the mountains quake. So the people were very afraid. They say, okay, okay, God, don't speak with us. Just speak to Moses and Moses will tell us. So they were so afraid of the voice of God and the manifestation of his voice, his glory, that they say, stop, no more. And it says, if they that refuse them who speak on the earth did not escape judgment, what happened if we refuse him who speaks from heaven? So in other words, we cannot, we cannot just, you know, ignore, we cannot just Okay, I don't hear anything. We cannot escape the fact that we have to deal with the voice of God from heaven. What is the voice from heaven? Do we hear heaven is like thundering to us now? Well, now God has sent us his word. Exactly now when we are sitting here in the church or when you are at home, you are holding, open your Bible. That's the voice of God that speaks from heaven. So we have to be accounted for, for what he has spoken to us. Remember, this is, this is serious. The more we know, God says, if you don't know, you will receive few lashes. But if you know, but you don't do it, 
you will receive more. So God will make us accountable for what we have heard, for what we have known about Him. But the grace of God is more. The grace of God knows when our hearts say, Yes, Lord, I want to respond. Yes, Lord, I believe your voice is the voice from heaven. I don't want to listen to the voice of the world because exactly the world is breathing out lies from the father of lies. The devil is the father of lies. So now he's breathing out, okay, you know, in the name of love, what they call love, which may not be true love, in the name of love, you can do whatever you want. But that's a lie. God will never tell you it's okay. And he's looking at us. We are walking, almost falling down the cliff. The heart of God will never let us fall down without warning us. The truth of God will warn us. And in verse 27, we will look further. Uh, then let's read verse 28, 29. Therefore, so this is the summary. This is the conclusion. Since we receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude or let us have grace by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Now in my life personally, in my family, we went through flood. You know, some of you went through flood recently. You know, it was very difficult when you have flood, when you were still sleeping and suddenly the water come in and you have to rescue all the things, you know, put it up higher. It's quite nasty, you know, to clean all the dirt after the flood. But the flood is still okay in comparison to fire. So the my family also experienced we had fire. In the fire, you don't have anything left. You know, in the flood, you have water, maybe you have damage from water, but in the fire, no more, nothing, gone. And our God is a consuming fire. You know, we have to come face to face with Him. But this is the time of grace, so we can prepare. So how we can stay focused, number one, we look into the one thing that God is telling us. He is giving us an unshakable kingdom. And God already tell us that in the period, what is called the birth pang, it's not the birth yet, but the birth pangs, the pain before the delivery. There will be many earthquakes. And now we've seen more than before. We've seen hundreds and hundreds of earthquakes. 
Maybe some of them, you don't feel it. But the earth underneath, you know, they recorded that there was earthquake. The plates is being, you know, coming against one another. And we are in a, in a time where, when earthquake is like everywhere. An earthquake is a good example of something that is being shaken. Right? When the world is being shaken, you know what happened? No matter how big, how nice a building, when it's not built to endure an earthquake, that building will collapse. And we see also quite some time ago in Palu area, we saw there was one village just being gone. You know, with, with the earthquake and the flood, it's just being like being sucked into the earth. It's gone. So that's what happened. Now people are concerned, you know, maybe in places where they are prone to earthquake, when they build something, they want to make sure it's earthquake proof. At least you have to consider those things, even though we don't know yet what happened. Maybe with the high scale of Richter degree, will it stand or not? We don't know. But people prepare. When they build something in an area where it is dangerous for earthquake, they prepare. So with us, God is preparing a kingdom. And for this kingdom, when God say, say this is unshakable, you can prove it. How to prove? He will shake it off. The shaking will come to let go of things that is shakable. So what is remains is the unshakable. So if God is having this, which we will see in verse 27, this expression yet once more denotes the removing of those things that can be shaken as of created things, so that those things that cannot be shaken may remain. So if you and I want to focus on this unshakable kingdom, we must be willing for God also to prepare us. Maybe for God also to shake our boat, our boat of life, our comfort zone, maybe our everything that is just being fine and okay. And when the shaking comes, it was like, oh no, what's happened? We feel like it's being thrown out of balance. And even if the shaking is quite hard, we feel like we can go jumble. But it is for the sake of proving what is the unshakable. That means you and I have to be willing to accept, okay, God, I open my life. Do whatever you want with me. 
if there is anything in my life that is still of this worldly desires maybe it's the old character that doesn't represent the kingdom of god okay lord shake it off from me shake it off any desires that doesn't belong to the kingdom of god you know i remember about joseph joseph God knew, God already given a dream, two dreams, that Joseph will be exalted very high, that people will bow down to Joseph. But in order for Joseph to be in that place, God is shaking his life. And his life was shaken all the way right to the moment before he was lifted as a second in command in Egypt. That was the world power nation at that time. Second person in command. But right before that point, all this shaking happening in the life of Joseph, his attitude, He's maybe, you know, maybe he's not loving his brothers as much as he should. All those things, God is processing him. So in this process of God, in preparing us to be fit into the unshakable kingdom, we must have a change of focus. We must be willing to say that, okay, Lord, anything that can be shaken, I will let it go. I will not focus my eyes. I will not make them into priority in my life. But I will change my focus to really build on something that is unshakable. And God says to Martha, Martha was busy, you know, doing all this service, doing all this ministry. And God said, Martha, Martha, you are worrying about many things. But Mary has taken the best part that will not be taken from her. That is, Mary is building something in her life that is unshakable. Nobody can take it from her. And in order for this, you know, for sure, you will find a lot of distraction. Distraction will come your way every day. Problems, maybe somebody say this about your life. Your friend is doing bad things to you, taking your money in the business. All those are distractions that can make your heart like burn, you know. That makes your heart like being consumed, being overwhelmed with your problems. Be sure, when you know it's a distraction, you have to know to put it off. Okay, Lord, I don't want to be distracted with this. I give my problems to you. You can take care. 
I'm not going to take revenge. I'm not going to seek, you know, justice in this matter. I'm just giving it to you, Lord. You are the judge. When we know it's a distraction, you have to refocus. Leave off the things that is really distracting you. One thing that you can be sure to put this into practice is try 15 minutes a day, every day. Sit down. Maybe you kneel down and pray. The moment you kneel down and pray, it's like, oh no, I need to take that thing. Oh no, my phone is still there. And you get up, you take that thing, you take your phone, and then you get distracted. So this is one thing, just like Mary. If we find the best thing that cannot be taken away from us, let's learn every day. Lord, I need to sit down before you. Help me to focus and just live out. You know, when we focus on God, we focus on Him. Things that might, you know, like, oh, I need to do this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. When you spend your time first with God, God will make your ten things to be solved quicker. God has his own way to take care of your thing. When you just spend your time in quietness before God, in fact, God is not stopped working. When you are in quiet before God, God is taking care of all the things that may distract you. And he just put it into place. You believe that? If you believe that, you will experience it. If we have this change of focus into the unshaken things of the kingdom of God, that means your way of looking, your perspective is changed. Now you don't look into the things of the world that is being shaken, but now you look into the unshaken. When you change your perspective, your priority will change. Your priority change, your lifestyle will change. So this is one thing to test. Do I really believe? Look at your lifestyle. How do I spend my 24 hours a day? When we look at our lifestyle, we can tell, oh, so I spend this much hour on this thing and maybe for God, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. You will know what is your priority, what is your perspective by your lifestyle. Number two, if we have, we want to stay focused, you cannot just believe it, you cannot just see it but you have to take action. You know, you see, now you have to take action. Fulfill your calling. So let's read from 2 Timothy 4. This is the last letter 
of the Apostle Paul. He was writing to his spiritual son. So this is before he was going to die, Apostle Paul. First one, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great passions and instructions. For the time will come when they will not endure the sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside unto myths. But you be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. So number two, if we want to stay focused, just like Paul solemnly charged Timothy in the presence of God and Jesus. And he said, I charge you by his appearing and his kingdom. So Paul is talking to Timothy, Timothy, you have to do this because Jesus is going to come back again soon and his kingdom will appear where he will rule the world. So in order, in view of that, what should we do? Are we to do nothing, just looking, just like the Thessalonians? They were like, oh, God is coming soon. Okay, let's not work anymore. No, that's, Paul said, you should not do that. You should work. If you don't work, don't eat. You should keep working. You should keep planning for your future, even though you look into the kingdom of God. And Paul is telling Timothy, when you know that it's coming soon, you have to fulfill your ministry. So Timothy here, he was called to preach. And maybe you say, well, I'm not a preacher. I'm not being called as a preacher. But there's one first. God says, anyone who speaks must be speaking the word of God. It doesn't mean that you talk with your family and then what comings, coming out from your mouth is Bible verses. No, that's not what it means all the time. You know. But what it means is your mouth, your words are directed by the will of God. Don't just say whatever you want. But whatever God wants you to speak, that is what you say. So Paul is telling Timothy, because Jesus is coming with his kingdom, you have to fulfill your calling. Now we all have different calling. Maybe some of you are being called as a housewife. Then you fulfill your ministry to your family. You pray for your husband, you pray for your children, you prepare the house to be full of the peace of God. And maybe some of you are being called in the business place, in the marketplace. 
So you fulfill your ministry doing your business as you do it unto the Lord. Maybe some of you, you are designing something for someone. You do it under the direction of heaven. You pray for the family that you are designing and you ask the Lord, Lord, how do you want me to do this for them? To bless this family. So whatever you do, whatever your calling, you have to fulfill it. And it says, be ready in season and out of season. Now, this is so many people, uh, they say that, okay, God, I will obey you when it's convenient to me. When I don't have any more problems, okay, I will serve you. You know, that time will never come. Sometimes, you know, I had a preaching schedule and things coming up, you know. Maybe our children get sick and there was another time where my uh, our domestic helper suddenly say, I need to go home tomorrow. I need to go home today. And in those times, I was so tempted inside of me. Okay, let me find something else, someone else to replace me. Because I was such in a place, you know, no mate, no helper. And the kids, you know, at the time, my kids were still little. But I decided in my heart, if I concede to this distraction, I said, okay, Lord, find someone else to do the task. I say, next time, then the devil will know how to distract me again. He will give me the same problem again. So I said, okay, no problem. The maid is going home today. The children, they were still little. When it's my job, I'll just keep going. How? It just worked out. And when I just kept going, you know what happened? That thing did not distract me anymore. Because it cannot hurt you. Because it cannot stop you for, from fulfilling your calling. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Because Paul is saying the time will come. The time in the end will come when people will not endure sound teaching, sound doctrine, but they just want to follow what their ears want to hear. Now people can just go anywhere, find what they like to hear, but we are committed to give you the full message of God. Not only the blessings, but also Maybe the other side of the coin is about suffering, is about obedience. And all these things, people don't like to hear. People would like to, they love to hear what is, you know, building up their self-esteem, maybe their blessing, their prosperity. But let's give our ears, say to God, Lord, I want to hear the whole message of the truth 
not only what is pleasing to my ear, but what is needed by my heart. So Paul is warning Timothy, you need to teach because time will come when people do not want to hear what is right. They will turn aside. But you, verse 5, this is what is very important. Be sober in all things. Endure hardship. Do the work. Fulfill your ministry. Time will come when those who will follow the truth, when those who say yes to the truth of God, will be persecuted. That's what the Bible says. But you need to endure. The difficult times is good to prepare us for the kingdom that is unshakable. Endure hardship. When it's coming hard, if you follow the truth and all your surrounding mocking you, they don't agree with you, you have to endure for the truth. Be sober. You realize what happened and fulfill your ministry. And the third one, there is a proof that you and I stay focused on the unshakable, this is going to the point, go down to the point of worship. So this is the proof. Whom do you worship? It will show you, are we focusing on his unshakable kingdom or not? Let's read verse 28, 29. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude, let us have grace, by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Therefore, in conclusion, in summary, because we receive an unshakable kingdom, what we need to do is to the point of Offering to God an acceptable service. The word service here, it means to be a servant, to serve, to render religious service and homage, worship, to offer sacrifice, present offerings. You know, worship is not only singing, it's not only praying, worshiping, but worship is also giving your attention, giving your time to the word of God to be planted. Worship also means to give something out of what you have. Out of your pocket, you give something. That's worship. Now if we are to receive this kingdom that cannot be shaken, we should do worship. Whom do you worship? You can check through your finances. That's one of the area that we can check. 
do I worship God really through my finances? Am I being obedient? Am I being faithful to God in my finances? Because your money is your toil, right? You work hard and you get money. That's your blood sweat. That's your livelihood. So when you worship God, if you love somebody, then you will give, right? If you love God, you're not only giving your voice, your heart, but you give what you have also. Even maybe you commit your business. Lord, this is my business. I commit it to you. Not mine, but it's yours. This is a question that we need to ask and answer ourselves. Whom do you worship? Maybe yesterday I was a good worshiper of God. But maybe today, no, I don't know. Or maybe some people, they put their family number one. Even more than God. Anything that we put more than God or in the place of God, that's worshipping something else. So if we are to focus on the unshakable kingdom, let's worship God. Then it will bring your heart in the right path, in the right direction. Let me have the musicians to come forward and let's prepare our hearts. And let's all stand up together and say, Lord, I come. Lord, I confess that I need you, Lord. Every hour, I need you, Lord. 